Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas and this is the Rightly Designed Show. Today I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about something that doesn't get talked about quite as much as it used to, but is still very prominent today, and that is a homepage. So a homepage would be the thing that you uh, experience if you go to apple.com, you'll see Apple's homepage. If you go to google.com, you'll see Google's homepage. So a homepage is still somewhat important, but its role has begun to change over the last several years. You know, due to things like Google, you know, different search engines out there, as well as social media, uh, it's becoming more popular for people to just pass around links uh, in to places inside your website. You know, when, when the f- web was first created and search engines weren't prominent, it would be really important to ensure that, you know, your URL and your domain was really easy to remember and find because people had to punch in, you know, they had to type in your URL in order to be able to find you at all. And it was always uh, through the homepage that somebody was going to be coming into your website. And of course, as I mentioned, with things like social media and Google and all these different search engines, that's not the case anymore today. The importance and the reliance that a site has on its homepage has somewhat diminished. However, there are still some things that we can take into account and things that we can do to ensure that we are utilizing our homepage effectively. So that's some of the things I'm going to explore in this episode, as well as where we're at today uh, with homepage designs. And so I found a really interesting article, which I'm going to read just in part, and it's from a place called Creative Block. And if you visit rightlydesignshow.com slash 17, I'll go ahead and leave a link to this article in the show notes, and I do recommend you you check it out. It's got some good insight into it. But I'll go ahead and just read the first part, which kind of touches uh, touches on where we're kind of what we're kind of looking at right now in the realm of home pages and what we kind of need to be aware of. So it says it says, could your website survive without a home page? Based on today's user behavior, I'd venture to guess the answer is yes. Over the years, how we use websites has evolved. We need to start designing home pages that work for our product and its users rather than simply copying trends. It's easy to follow the same home pa- so same homepage design pattern as the latest hot new startup, but it's also lazy. In 2015, we saw the prevalence of responsive website design and its impact. Large hero areas above the fold with single calls to action, rows of three words of fra- or phrases explaining a product, a full bleed value proposition, and then a grid of interchangeable media and or products. Change the logos on these home sa- uh, these homepage designs, and I bet users would barely notice the exact same website was being used for a different product. So to pause real quickly, it's highly likely that you've seen one of these websites before because just about everybody uses them, and about, I don't know, 90% of the multi-purposed WordPress themes out there use this. But it looks something like, you know, you'll have the main whole scrollable, you know, panel of the of the home page has like an, a photo that's kind of faded into a color. And then it's got like white text on top with a big headline and maybe like one or two call to action buttons. 
And, you know, pretty much everybody has done that. And so that's kind of what they're alluding to here, where everybody just kind of seems to be following that same trend. And an interesting thing to consider is, you know, yeah, just because that's a trend, is that what's best for your website? But I'll go ahead. I'll probably touch on that a little bit later. Let's just kind of continue with what it says in the article. It says, until, you, until the early 2000s, homepages largely functioned as a signal to users that the brand had an online presence. The pages didn't need to function much beyond displaying the pre- this presence and contact information. As more companies and people came online, homepages evolved into a brand salesman, trying to prove that the product was worthy of users by presenting as much content up front as possible. This content or this approach worked until some users stopped coming directly to the homepage. Now we're seeing search, social media, and email driving traffic directly to product or article detail pages, completely bypassing the homepage. For example, in 2014, the New York Times reported its homepage visits were down 40%, even though its online readership was unchanged. It still receives homepage, homepage visits, but they no longer form the majority of its traffic. So New York Times is a great uh, example of how things are changing in terms of the way people use websites. It used to be, uh, even so far as, you know, only back as far as 2010, people just uh, aren't using homepages as often. It says further on in this article, and it talks talks about the people who are using New York Times homepage, and that's really their dedicated readers. Most people are just going to get to the site via a link on Twitter or Facebook, or as it mentioned, you know, email if you're subscribed, or a number of different places other than the site's homepage. So all that to say that the the way in which people are interacting with your website is changing and it's it's continually changing. But then the question remains, should you write off your homepage altogether? And the answer is no. The answer is no because a lot of people are still going to find your front page uh, as a kind of the the first impression and the welcome mat, if you will. And you might think, well, okay, well, what if somebody hits my blog post via a, you know, search, search engine result that they found? Well, it's still kind of a first impression for people because a lot of times if people are reading through an article or an about page or something, the home page is going to be where they generally go to next. That's going to be the next place they go to. And where where you derive where you drive traffic or people beyond that home page will make a dramatic impact in terms of that user's usability. So and what I've found as well in, in terms of just kind of developing and expl- experimenting with the front page on my own website is that if you can make that front page a destination for people, something that's truly useful and um, very usable, then it, it can become, it can actually add to the usability and the usefulness of your website. But what I want to do first is just take a quick moment to just give you a few examples. And I think that kind of helps when it comes to determining, okay, how should I set up my front page or my home page? And sometimes it helps to just kind of consider what's working and what's not. So one of the most standard or one of the most common uses of a front page for most sites is going to be what you're going to is going to be what you're going to see with most blogs. And that's going to be a list of posts. 
So for most people who rely heavily upon content, and content is sort of the cornerstone of what the website represents, this is probably going to be the fallback for most people. So if you go to a website like css-tricks.com, you'll see this done very well. It's nice and clean. It's easy to read. This is actually the website of Chris Coyer, somebody who we had the opportunity of interviewing a few episodes back, and you can check that out at rightlydesignedshow.com slash 13. Uh, but he's done a good job of, of making this nice and clean and readable. And CSS Tricks is a blog. It's a site that's meant to give daily uh, website development tips. And so this type of layout definitely makes sense because most people who are hitting this front page want to know what's the latest thing that he has written or that has been written on his site. So that's by far going to be the most common. Now, there's some other sites out there that are starting to adopt some different styles or some different strategies in terms of what they do with that front page uh, layout. So a good example to explore uh, would be Michael Hyatt. So if you go to michaelhyatt.com or you can just go to rightlydesignedshow.17, uh, rightlydesignedshow.com, I should say, rightlydesignedshow.com slash 17. I'm going to leave links to all these sites in the show notes. But Michael Hyatt's done a really good job of kind of transforming that first impression. So what Michael Hyatt has done is created a page that is, uh, in essence, a welcome mat. So what happens is if you're visiting Michael Hyatt's website for the first time, you don't see Michael Hyatt's blog as you would if you're a regular reader. Instead, you're directed to a welcome page, which tells you a little bit about Michael. It says, you know, make more time for what matters most. So he's got a headline. And then it goes directly to a free resource that he offers to those who subscribe to his email list. So beyond that, he, t he gives a little bit more information about who he is, what he does, some of the benefits that he offers to those who read his blog and buy his products. He breaks this down along uh, with more information as well as some testimonials. He's got some testimonials from people like Dave Ramsey and Max Licato and a number of other prominent people in the industry. And then he ends again with, again, that call to action to, uh, for people to sign up for his email list to be able to receive a copy of his uh, free resource. So, and then at the, after that very final call to action, you'll see he's got a number of navigation points, at which point you can then enter into his blog to begin reading the content. So this is a good example of kind of rethinking the way that your front page or your home page can be helpful and useful to people finding you for the first time. If somebody's finding you for the first time, if you know your website is recommended, and if for whatever reason they're you know hitting your homepage first, it is helpful for people to know exactly uh, at a glance who you are and what you do. And so, in a lot of ways, uh, this has been done really effectively uh, by Michael Hyatt. Another uh, site that does kind of a similar approach is Jeff Goins. And Jeff Goins has it set up, uh, again, very similar. It shows his photo. It's got a very friendly welcome. It says, hi, I'm Jeff. Can I send you something? And so it's got a little bit more information about who he is, what he does. He's a writer, so it's got uh, different testimonials. Again, similar to Michael Hyatt. So it's got, like, uh, Darren Rouse. It's got Michael Hyatt is on here as a testimonial. Brian Clark, a number of others. 
And so you can go through here and immediately he is uh, offering to send you something for free, again, for an opt-in for an email address. So again, this is another example of kind of transforming the front page experience into something a little bit different. What these two examples are doing is rather than just showing all their blog posts up front, they're offering something immediate of value that somebody can can just get right away to take away, uh, you know, from visiting this website. It also, uh, the second added benefit is, of course, the fact that they can then capture email leads right away. You don't have to worry about a pop-up or something else. It can be just a really quick call to action that somebody can take if they want to find out a little bit more. So then if you scroll down on this page, He's got two buttons, and they are read the blog and listen to the podcast. So again, this is just kind of rethinking and transforming the way that home pages are traditionally treated. Uh, Jeff Goins uh, creates a lot of content, obviously, on his blog and on his uh, podcast. So by default, you would think that you would just want the list of all these different latest posts shown on his website. But again, he's taken this extra sh this extra step to create a welcome page that makes it a lot easier for people f to know immediately who he is as well as to offer them something immediate of value to start with. So it's, a, again, two great examples of turning the homepage concept on its head. And the last website I just wanted to mention is a really good example of a kind of a hybrid approach to creating a homepage is Pat Flynn. And his website is Smart Passive Income. And on his website... He has something that's pretty standard that you find on a lot of websites. But then below that, the way that he has uh, launched into showing all the different content that he creates is really unique. So when you first hit the site on the homepage, it shows a picture of Pat and it says, Hi, I'm Pat, the crash test dummy of online business. So it's got his tagline uh, along with a little bit more information, along with a call to action that says, Get started here. So it's got that button. But once you scroll down, it's got a very interesting, as I mentioned, a very unique approach to uh, taking a look at some of his content. So first and foremost, it says the latest and greatest. So it's got the latest piece of content that he's created, whether that's a podcast or a blog post. So it shows that. But then it says, let's start your entrepreneurial journey. And he's got a little slider where you can actually click to drag and filter posts by what you're trying to accomplish. So whether you're trying to start something new, uh, create new stuff, launch your thing. He's got all these different uh, objectives that new people trying to visit his site may want to complete. And so you're able to go through and you're able to click and do drag or tap and drag to these different sections. And it automatically begins to filter the content on the front page based upon what goal you're trying to reach. So it's a very unique way to make that home page extremely useful. See, it's taking it a step beyond just the standard, the list of the latest posts. It's taking it a step beyond just, uh, you know, a long list of blog posts. It's adding a little bit of extra value and it's making it really useful for people. And I think that's part of the key when it comes to creating your front page is to think and to go a little bit beyond just the standard you know, list of blog posts or just the standard welcome to my website, but not only to give people a little bit more information about who you are, but to make the experience of using that front page extremely useful and a place where people will want to come back and, you know, return to over and over again. So you scroll back 
uh, down that page a little bit further. He's got, uh, in addition to his posts, he's got my most trusted resources, so some of the specific services and tools that he recommends. And then he's got a slider towards the bottom, which touches on his book, uh, a number of his eBooks and products, and a number of different things. And then it ends with um, a call to subscribe to his community. So again, these are just three different or four different examples of some different ways that you can incorporate different useful aspects and elements into your front page to take it beyond just the standard list of posts or just the standard, hello, welcome to my website. Have a question about design, branding, marketing, or WordPress? Take a quick moment to visit rightlydesign.com slash question and record your question for the show. If it's featured in an episode, we'll send you a free Rightly Designed idea book as our thanks. Get all the information at rightlydesigned.com slash question. Okay, so hopefully those examples provide just a few ideas or some insight into some different things that you can do with your homepage on your site. Uh, so I do recommend you take a quick moment because it is a little bit difficult to, you know, to describe these different website features over audio. So I do recommend you just take a quick moment, go to rightlydesignedshow.com slash 17, where you can take a look at each of these websites and kind of explore them, consider them, and let them give you some ideas into how you can start building a more effective front page for your website. Okay, so the question is, uh, just that. How do we begin to create an effective homepage? What is going to make an effective homepage for us? Because you can go to, you know, for example, Michael Hyatt's website and copy him verbatim, but there's always the chance that's just not going to work for you, even if obviously you would change out all the content. You wouldn't say, hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. Here's what I've done. But, you know, there would be, even if you followed his exact layout, there's still a chance that it won't be as effective for you. It all depends upon the goal of your website and what you're trying to help new users achieve. So that's always the question to ask first and foremost. So, you know, number one, what is it that users want to achieve? And number two, what is it that you want them to achieve? How can you marry the, the two together? And then how can you make that process as simple and as streamlined as possible? So as a practical tip, what I like to recommend that you do, uh, whether you're a website developer or what, whether you're not, whether you're just looking to get a website built or even if you're using a theme, this process still really helps. What I recommend is just getting out a piece of paper. I mean, I personally use grid paper and I sketch these things out all the time. What you do is just take a quick moment to think through all the different things that you offer. Consider the services, consider the products, consider the, consider the content, consider the things that are most important and consider the actions that you want users to take and then start sketching it out. Just do boxes and grids and just lay out the different elements, whether, okay, is this going to be a full width item? Is this one going to be a grid of three? Is this one going to be a grid of five? Okay, at the top portion of my website, am I going to say, hello, welcome, my name is Joe? Uh, or am I going to say, you know, a witty tagline? Am I going to put an email opt-in right there? And to really begin thinking that process through. I typically recommend this, this first step of going to paper first, because it saves you a lot of time in the long run. If you kind of have a roadmap, if you've thought it through, if you've considered all the different avenues carefully, 
Once you either go in and decide to build it yourself or have somebody else build it, you'll already have done a lot of the legwork. I can tell you just from a developer standpoint, the more these things are thought out beforehand, a lot less coding time they take afterwards. So, and that applies if you're using a page builder, a pre-built theme, all of these things are, can be taken into account beforehand. And it really does help when you are, uh, when you're considering these things beforehand, you can gain a lot of ideas in terms of additional things you need to add to your site. So it can be kind of a reverse engineering process as well. Um, so I've done this myself where I've gone through and I've sketched out my front page, but even today and, you know, probably on a weekly or monthly basis, I'm constantly considering new ways to just change and improve and make more usable and useful the front page of rightlydesigned.com. So right now it's just got a, you know, the logo, the main brand, a call to action, and then my latest posts with the one that I, you know, the most prominent one highlighted. And there's always new content being added to that area, trying to make it as uh, readable and as useful as possible. But even still, I'm always trying to consider new ways that I can improve and make that better. And one of the ways that you can do that is to take some time to get some feedback. So once you've gone through the process of sketching everything out, you've mapped out, you've you've thought it through, you've planned out how you should lay out the different elements and what you think would be the most useful uh, and the most uh, usable for from a use, user standpoint, is to actually take that next step and to build it in whatever uh, method that works best for you. So again, whether that's going to be a pre-built theme, whether that's going to be working with a developer, or whether you are a developer. Um, it's going to be actually taking the step to build that. Once you've built it, once you've built it, and once you've established that initial step, it's then good to begin the process of refinement. And that's going to come through user testing. So you can take a look at things like uh, hot links or heat maps. Um, so if you want to use a tool like I think Hotjar does this, as well as Get Clicky where you can actually uh, run tests to see where people are clicking, how long they're scrolling, what's the bounce rate, you can start to collect data and information about how people are interacting. So those are some very data-driven things you can do, but you can also just ask people. So, you know, if you're part of an online community, you can just throw a link up there and say, hey, what do you guys think about this front page? You know, where do you click first? Uh, what action do you take first? What do you think you're supposed to do when you hit this front page? Or what uh, what are you most prone to do when you first hit this front page? So start to gather feedback and information and data. Again, you can look at things like your analytics. You can ask people on social media. You can ask people in different communities. But just start to gather that information. And then what you can do, once you've gathered that information, once you start to get feedback and you start to get a feel for how people are interacting with your website, then you can refine it. And you can say, okay, this, I don't need that. Let's cut that out or let's move that to, you know, a secondary navigation on the site or, you know, this needs to be more prominent or, you know, people just, they keep coming to my website. They want to see what's the newest thing. So I need to make this blog post, make sure that the first blog post stands out so that people are hitting my homepage can find that right away. So there's practical steps that you can take to make it an iterative process to continually improve that website, uh, that front page. And that's what I recommend. So it, it starts with a very a methodical process of planning everything out and, you know, putting yourself in the user's 
shoes, so to speak, of going through that process and making it as useful as, as possible, and then taking that second step of getting feedback, considering that feedback carefully, looking for patterns of what people are doing and how they're interacting, and continually improving that. Part of the benefit of doing this is that when you look at examples like Pat Flynn and again, Jeff Goins or uh, Michael Hyatt, is that you're going to be able to begin to improve conversion rates. You're going to be able to improve the number of people subscribing to your email list. There's a lot of benefits to being very strategic with how you approach uh, every page on your website, but especially the front page or a page that you want uh, people to continually visit. So I hope that gives you just a few ideas and some insights into the process and to the thinking that can go into creating an effective homepage. Uh, if you have any questions at all uh, related to WordPress or to uh, a topic similar to what we describe, uh, what we talked about today, uh, usability, uh, branding, or anything related to building an online presence, feel free to head on over to rightlydesigned.com slash question and uh, feel free to leave a question for the show and I'd be more than happy uh, if it's a good fit to feature it here on the program and to answer it at length. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Rightly Designed show and we'll see you next week. Enjoying the Rightly Designed show? Please consider taking a quick moment to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher or the channel of your choice. Visit rightlydesign.com slash show for links to these channels and more.